0: Hello, welcome to episode 63 of Born to Thrive with Jamie Lee. I'm your host and coach, Jamie Lee. I specialize in helping women in male-dominated industries who love their jobs but hate office politics. And I help them become bolder, braver, and better paid. This is part two of a five-part podcast series that I'm doing on how to lead strategic conversations at work to improve your results, your reputation, and relationships. And in case you missed it, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the last episode, which was the first part in this five-part series. I talked about how to plan your strategic conversation with a future focus. This is so important, so important, and so many of us miss this part. It's important because when you have future focus, you know what you want for your future, and you want what you want from a place of abundance. And what I mean by that is that right now, you know you have enough, and it's great, and you want more, and you appreciate that, you appreciate where you are, and you want more, and it's this great feeling of abundant desire, rather than, I don't have enough, I'm a victim, and I need more. And when you're in that scarcity mindset, um, it, it doesn't, it's not great. You don't feel great. And so then you don't have a great future focus. So I want to encourage you to really think and um, create your future focus that, that drives you to come to these strategic conversations with a feeling of calm with a feeling of confidence, with a feeling of appreciation, because when you are feeling this way and you're future focused, you become more present in the now. It's so cool. Today, I'm so excited to talk to you about the root of all behavior. The root of all behavior. (laughs) It's like the secret to the universe. It is the secret to the universe. When you understand what drives people and their behavior and what drives your behavior, why you do what you do, it is so powerful. Because now you know what you can do to influence your behavior in a way that influences other people's behavior. I mean, that's, that's the end game of negotiation. That's the end game of strategic conversations, isn't it? So first you have to know how, well, before you know the how, you got to know the why. And that's, that's the part we're going to talk about. And then you influence yourself first before influencing anyone else's behavior. So many of us don't know why we don't take action, why we don't ask, why we hesitate to ask for what we want, because we don't understand what's at the root of our behavior. So when I say this is like the secret to the universe, is it hyperbole? (laughs) I don't think so. It is not. The root of all behavior is the why uh, behind negotiation experts all agreeing that empathy, listening, and curiosity are the key skills and attributes of great negotiators. Because once you understand the root of all behavior, then you can get to it. Okay, so the first thing, first thing I want to establish for you is that feelings drive all behavior. And now if you are an engineer, a scientist, you're, you know, logical, rational-minded, you know, technical person, you're listening to this and you're like, that's nuts. Feelings don't drive my behavior. It's data. It's information. Hold your horses for a minute there if you're thinking that because When I say feelings, I'm talking about the vibration in your body that you experience as emotion. I'm not talking about the brain chatter that a lot of people associate with what they feel like. And when we are driven to take action after we consume specific information or data, we are being driven by the emotion of certainty the emotion of having authority, the emotion of being right, okay? So, there are only five things. And feelings, feelings are right in the middle of those five things that just happen to explain the root of all behavior. So, what are the five things? First, there are neutral circumstances. Things that happen in a world that we can prove to be true. You have a conversation with Steve on Wednesday. Or you got an email from a colleague on Thursday. You can print that email and you can prove it in the court of law. You had a phone conversation. There is a log of that phone conversation. It happened. So circumstances are neutral, provable. They're factual. And this is important I want you to, you know, really pay attention to this. The second thing that's really important to understanding the root of all behavior is that we have thoughts about those neutral circumstances. And these thoughts are our opinions, our assessment, our interpretation, our judgments. And our brains are hardwired for storytelling. We have verbal brains, right? If you if you do speak language, if you do want to understand and communicate language, that is, um, we have uh, a brain that is just constantly spewing out thoughts, judgments, assessments, opinions, interpretations. Thoughts are not circumstances circumstances are not our thoughts. Take, for example, I just coached a client who happens to work in um, uh, a growing tech startup and she's responsible for this new marketing project. And she felt that it was a fact that no one has a clear idea how to execute this project. Those were her words. No one has a clear idea how to execute this project. And she felt that this was a fact. It felt factual. It felt like a circumstance. But in fact, it's her brain's interpretation of a neutral circumstance called project. There's this project, right? We can all agree that there is a project they're working on. And it's her assessment that no one has a clear idea. This is a subjective assessment because, you know, somebody else could have a completely different thought that the project is going really well. And in fact, in fact, in the same breath, she told me, you know, the project can be executed if we had X, Y, and Z. So, in fact, she had an idea of how to execute the project. (laughs) So this is really funny. Um, I'm making this distinction. I'm really it might seem like I'm splitting hairs about circumstances and thoughts. This distinction is important. This is really, really important because of the way our brains uh, have evolved. Our brains are constantly judging, assessing, opining at the strategic conversation, at the negotiation table. And we feel because we're so close to our thoughts and so for, and for so many years we have thought that our thinking our assessment our opinions are in fact our observations our facts we are going to be biased we are going to be biased by what, what we think because as as humans we are all biased there is nobody who is not biased by what they think this is important, and thinking is important uh, because it creates the third thing and that lies at the root of all behavior, our emotion. Remember I said feelings drive all our actions, and emotion is experienced as a vibration in the body, right? When you feel sad, you know, you, you feel this um, energy drop you know, for me, it's like at the pit of my stomach, I feel the energy drop in my spine and my stomach. And, and, you know, sometimes I feel like crying. Sometimes I feel like holding up and not seeing people. When I feel mad, I feel like punching somebody. When I feel mad, I feel like stomping, right? It's, it's, it's an emotion uh, that has a vibration in the body and it makes me want to take action, which is the fourth thing right? What we do is driven by what we feel. And sometimes we don't take action when we feel a certain emotion. Take, for example, uh, you know, if you feel anxious because you're thinking, oh, I can't ask for what I want because then they'll say no and I can't deal with rejection. I can't deal with rejection, If that is the thought you have in your mind, you may feel anxiety. And in order for you to sort of push this anxiety aside, you might not take action. You might procrastinate. Now, I know this because I've done this myself for many, many years before I learned how to negotiate for myself and started teaching it to other women. So the result that you create is the sum of all these actions or in actions is the result of your thinking. The result will prove your thought to be right. And the result is the fifth thing in in the root of all behavior, right? So let me give an example. And first, to recap, first, there are neutral circumstances that are provable, factual, second, there are thoughts, our interpretation, our opinion, our assessment, our observation of neutral circumstances. And there is the feeling that is generated by what we think. And number four is um, what we do or what we don't do because of the emotion created by the thought. And finally, the fifth thing is the result that we have. And I want you to think about this uh, framework, you know, is a um, and, and think about the money that you make. For me, at one point in my career, I made fifty thousand dollars while working at a hedge fund. <laughs> and then a year into the job, I found out that the going market rate is a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> And that was a tough wake-up call that I had to to figure this out. I had to figure and learn how to negotiate, learn how to communicate, learn how to engage in strategic conversations, lead and influence other people so that I can improve my results and not shoot myself in the foot like I just had by earning $50,000 at a hedge fund. So what was the thinking that had created the result of me $50,000 at a hedge fund? I was young, I was fresh out of college, and I had the thought that I'm not supposed to ask for more. I'm not supposed to ask for more. And the feeling that was created by this thought was kind of a fear. I had the fear of messing up. I had the fear of like, oh, I'm doing this, you know, new job, and I'm a newbie. I don't know. I, I shouldn't ask questions. I should just keep my head down and and just do good work, and and then and then they're gonna reward me. I had the thought that I'm not supposed to ask for more. I had the thought that they're supposed to award me. And the feeling, one of the feelings that was uh, created by this mindset was want to fear. And because I was afraid, I didn't ask for more. I didn't research more. I didn't try to figure it out. I just wanted to to keep my head down. (laughs) And that's what I did. And that's how I earned $50,000. Fast forward several years later, I was working for tech startups um, in operations. And um, I had read "Women Don't Ask." I had um, what did I do? I trained. I I I hired negotiation coach who specialized in training women. You know, she's she became my role model. And and then I had a new thought about my salary. The new thought I had is that I will ask for what I want. And I had a future focus of one day making $100,000. And so I asked for what I want. Because when I thought to myself, on purpose, I'm going to do this. I'm going to negotiate. I am going to ask for what I want. Thinking that thought on purpose generated the feeling of courage that drove my action. and. I did sit down with the co-founders of this startup, and I did ask for hundred thousand dollars. I asked for a twenty thousand dollars salary increase. Um, the long and the short of it was, they didn't give it to me initially, but after fundraising, they did. They gave me twenty thousand dollars salary increase. So in the meantime, I asked, I you know, I kept believing that one day I will earn. What I want. I continue to create value in that role. And as a result, one day, you know, fast forward a couple months later, they did reward me with that $20,000 salary increase and I got the um, salary of $100,000. That was really cool. So, what does this mean for you? How can you raise your self awareness? around what you are thinking about you about the negotiation process about the negotiation counterpart about the potential outcome of this negotiation I want you to write it all down and don't don't try to be like more mature or more um, I don't know enlightened just write down what you're thinking what your brain is is coming up with and then just observe oh these are my thoughts and um this is this is something that i do all the time a thought download just write down all your thoughts thoughts negative positive intentional unintentional and see see what is the impact of the thinking that you're having the impact of your mindset around your strategic conversation and how is it impacting your emotions your current actions and the results that you have now by the way the results you have now one of one of which can be the amount of money you make now in your job is the result of past thinking so think about okay what was i thinking a year ago was i thinking I, I gotta do whatever it takes to get this job. or um, I, I know my worth and I'm going to ask for that salary increase. Whatever it was, you know, just just notice. Notice how what you were thinking in the past has created the result you have now. And so the res- and so the, so what this means is that what you think now will create the result you have in the future. What you think now about that conversation, about your counterpart, about the process and potential outcomes will impact the results you have later. So you want to be really intentional about it. Yeah. Most of us don't realize that our thinking is creating our results. Most of us feel like we're at the effect of circumstances that are not neutral, but somehow set up against us. I mean, I I really did believe and feel this way before I learned how to shift my mindset, so to speak. So I have some parting thoughts for you. What what if everything about you know where you are in your career, everything about that. You know, uh, upcoming conversation, everything about your uh, counterpart is the way it's supposed to be. What if you are where you're supposed to be? Because, you know, the world changes depending on our perspective. I could have the thought, this is a great day and I can feel great. Or I can have the thought, this is a terrible day and feel terrible, right? It's the same thing about your negotiation. So what I'm saying is how you think will impact how you negotiate. And how your counterpart is thinking will impact how they show up and how they feel about the negotiation, and the results they have from the negotiation. How you think creates your results, and this applies to your salary, this applies to your work, this applies to the relations you have at work. So so I want to leave you with um, this thought that maybe the first thing you want to do is just simply raise your self-awareness around what you're thinking. Write it all down and ask yourself, why am I thinking this? Why? What emotions are driving your behavior? What emotions do you want to drive your behavior? What emotions do you want them to experience? So if you want to learn more on this topic, if you really want to start changing your own behavior so you do become bolder, braver, and better paid from a place of genuine self-confidence and real power that comes from within I have an offer for you. I have an exclusive six-week coaching program where we're going to explore what's not working for you. We're going to explore your compelling vision. We're going to explore your emotional mastery. We're going to explore how you can cut through the drama. We're going to explore how you can create conscious leadership and create intentional outcomes in your career. And one of those Best be, become bolder, braver, and better paid. So if you want to learn more, uh, you can email me at jamie at jamieleecoach.com. Come to my site, jamieleecoach.com. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. And next week, I'll tell you more about how to engage and lead strategic conversations. Thank you and have a great week.